Hello, and welcome to episode 111 of Outnumbered the Podcast. Today, we are so excited to share our interview with the DIY moms. These twins work with power tools and they create amazing stuff. We are so pumped to get to share our conversation with them. And they're going to share all about running this amazing rockstar business they have and raising their families at the same time. So this is an interview you absolutely cannot miss. Hello and welcome to Outnumber the Podcast. I'm Bonnie. And I'm Audrey. We're experienced moms to a combined total of 18 children. Our mission is to help overwhelmed parents find peace in parenting and humor in the chaos. Come join us as we attempt uninterrupted conversation about parenting with joy and intention. Hey, you guys, we are so excited to have this special episode for you today. We have so many firsts going on in this episode. This is the first time that we've had four people chatting. So if we're laughing and talking over each other, you guys are going to have to forgive us because this is a first. But today we have Christy and Kelly of Lolly Jane blog, and we are so, so excited to share our interview with you guys today. Christy and Kelly, say hello to the Outnumbered audience. Hi, you guys. This is Kelly. I am her bossy five-minute older sister, Christy. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) And we're grateful to be here. So thanks for having us. Yeah, we are so excited to have you guys. And we wanted to start off like we usually start off with a guest, and that's to ask either one or both of you um, if you have a funny mom moment that you would like to share. (laughs) Oh, Christy has many, but we decided on the perfect story to let you know how big of tragic moms we are just like the rest of you. <laughs> so Kelly and I have a friend that we have known since junior high, really great friends. And every month we get together for lunch. And this one friend is a little more high maintenance than us. Um, you know, we're, we're one of not, well, six and seven of nine. And so, um, you know, when we were growing up, we didn't have all the latest fancy stuff as you, as you Bonnie and Audrey know with kids, um, having to space out your budget. So our one friend doesn't have that problem. So she tends to be a little on the high maintenance side. Um, so we go to, if you guys are familiar with downtown Gilbert, we go to Joe's barbecue, which is a really fun outdoor eatery. Um, and I had my two year old who was potty training and refused to poop on the toilet. And so we're eating lunch with these two girlfriends of ours. And the other, the other friend that we have is not, she's a little more like us, a little more laid back. So I'm looking at Dutch and he's playing with um, her little boy. And all of a sudden I look over and I'm like trying to distract our one friend and Kelly. And they're like looking at me and I'm like, don't look, please, for the love, do not look over at my child. And sure enough, we all look over because she's like, what are you laughing at? And I'm like, he is squatted down. Pants off, underwear over here, taking a deuce under the tree at Joe's Barbecue <laughs> in the middle of all of these patrons. It was so, so what do I do? People walking down the yeah, street. Yeah, I was like, what is happening? This is his first time. No, it was not. He was he went through a phase for a couple months where he would only poop under a tree. It was awesome. <laughs> And of course, I'm like, we're meeting with her for an hour. And you happen to go take a deuce under the tree in the middle of everyone. It was awesome. I felt like the mom of the year at that moment. I just played dumb, you guys. I just played dumb. 
Well, what did you do? Did you go clean it up? Did you be like clean, I clean up under tree number three? Yes, like a puppy. I went and rushed him into the bathroom, even though he was done. I knew he was done, but I acted like, I don't know what happened. I guess he just couldn't hold it. So then I had to go get, you know, a wad of toilet paper and go do a cleanup like my little puppy Dutch. So awesome. Lots of soap that day. <laughs> Yeah, that was the best. My kids are older, so I appreciated it from the comfort of my seat with my dad. <laughs> oh yeah, it was awesome. Okay, so you guys, that's that's hilarious. But let's back up and start with some intros. We want to have you tell us a little bit about yourself and about your families and your blog and your business that you have, because that's why we have you here today. Perfect. Well, we we'll get started with Kelly, who is the so she is the face of Lolly Jane, um, and we'll let you. I'll let her tell the story how our company got established, but just a little bit behind our name. Um, So Kelly and I are identical twins. And um, when we were learning to speak, I'm not sure you guys know more than me. (laughs) I can't remember. What do you start speaking? 18 months. Um, I couldn't pronounce her name Kelly. So I called her Lolly. And she's named after our great aunt Janie, Bonnie's great aunt Janie as well. And so her name is Lolly Jane because it was, I couldn't pronounce her name. So that's where our name came from. And how our company started was actually a little bit of a a desperate times call for desperate measure that has turned into a really fun brand for us. And our family has depended on this income now, which is awesome. But Kelly, tell them why Lolly Jane was even established. Yes. So my husband, Nate, we've been married for about 18 years. He was a very successful loan years, officer. About four- oh, Not a couple yet. more, more dates. anniversaries. Okay, out. sorry. <laughs> That's right. February 16th. <laughs> <laughs> I was a week early. Yes, we got some time. So Christy just needs to butt out because this is my story now. <laughs> She's always trying to one-up me. It's a twin thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually super grateful for Christy. So uh, Nate decided about six years into our marriage that he hated his loan officer job. We were in our mid-20s and we were making way too much money that 20-year-olds should not make. Well over six figures as a loan officer for Wells Fargo, Spanish speaking, and he decided he wanted to be a cop. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. And he took a like an $80,000 pay cut to become this police officer. And the hours were horrendous and he got on the SWAT team right away. So the hours were even more horrendous. And I, I was like, okay, we are poor. Like we are so, so poor. We were borrowing like, Hey mom, can I like go shopping out of your food storage? Like we were broke. Our mortgage was $1,600 a month and he made hardly any money. And so we said, Hey, um, what can I do from home? And I was huge pregnant when I pinned him, when he graduated the academy, our I was huge pregnant with our third. He he graduated the same month our third ch- child was born. And so he's like, well, what can you do? And so I'm like, I don't know. I like, I dropped out of college to become a wife and a mom, you know? <laughs> so we, um, we wrote a whole list of things and I'm like, okay, I can do something creative. And so I was waiting on him one day. I really wanted to paint this table. His parents gave us this really beautiful structure of this table, but it was like that really oaky red oak color. And I said, I really want you to paint it for me. And I waited and I waited and waited on a SWAT schedule. And he finally painted it and it looked like crap. <laughs> and I'm looking at him and I'm like, that looks terrible. It's super splotchy. And he looked at me, he goes, it does. It looks terrible. And he's like, why did you wait on me? I'm like, I don't know. You're a guy. That's like what wives do. Like we wait on you guys to do these things. And he's like, I don't know what I'm doing any more than you do. I'm a cop. And I'm like, you're right. And this moment went off for me that I was like, 
why don't why am I waiting on him? I don't know. It's just kind of a, the dad thing to do. And so I we started our company. I started painting furniture and refinishing furniture for other people. And my first official piece I painted was a little um, little cabinet my mom gave me for a wedding. And it was like this, now it's totally back in style. It's like this whitewashed look. And I was like, oh, I'm going to paint it with a 50 cent craft store paint, apple green. And it was like, everyone came over and was like, I love your bright green little TV console. And I was like, oh, thanks. It was free. And it was cost me 50 cents to paint, you know, and then um, vinyl machines came out. And so our sister-in-law, Jen, had one, and she was in law school with her husband, and she was a stay-at-home mom with her own little kids. And so I said, hey, can you teach me how to use your vinyl machine? And I want to do my own version of it up in the valley, which is about two hours north um, in Mesa. And so she kind of gave me the – told me how to do it. And then I went to Christy, and I said, okay, Jen's going to show me how to start this little company. It's 500 bucks for the machine I found because she had, like, a nice one. Well, I found – it was a sports car, like these guys that would wrap these big sports cars. <laughs> and it was this huge machine. It industrial. was like four feet long. Yeah, industrial cutter. It was a beast. But it was all I could afford at the time because hers was double the price. And I said, Christy, you're a dink. Dual income, no kid. You know, she's having fertility issues. And I already had my three kids. I said, can you be my business partner? It'll cost you $250. <laughs> and she's like, sure. <laughs> she goes, do I have to do anything? I said, no, you're a silent partner. You just go to work every day and I'll, I'll pay you back when I can. And she's like, okay. And so on the weekends when she had time off, we would go do these cute little, it started with your community, right? Like, hey, I sell vinyl. If you need any live, laugh, love, I'm your girl. <laughs> so, you know, you'd go through 75 different emails to finally narrow down an eight inch saying of the last name. And, you know, time-wise, you made about 0. 0.0 cents an hour. But that $8 sticker was paying for our milk. And it was paying for, like, our daughter needed glasses. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, how are we going to afford to get her glasses? And so it was really great. Christy was a huge blessing to me because she just let me kind of create this little company. And anytime I was like, hey, I need more vinyl and I'm short, you know, 20 bucks, she's like, here you go. And so as soon as she had her son, about three years later, I got pregnant with my fourth, had my fourth. And then she can tell you her fertility story. It's actually pretty amazing. But she had her son, Case, and she's like, well, what do I do now? I'm like, well, you're full time with me, girl. And so we, we started, people would say, hey, how did you uh, paint that board? How did you paint that table? And so um, DIY blogs were starting to pop up. And this is about 2008 to, well, actually about 2010. Yeah, right? it was. Case, Case was born. And our friend Kim Demon, she's Today's Creative Blog, and now she's branded to Today's Creative Life. So every day she would feature a blog. And this is pre-Pinterest, pre-Instagram. I mean, we're talking the dinosaur age of 2000. <laughs> and when you actually went to blogs and you had like a feed burner. And, and so she said, hey, I'm going to feature your guys's. It was a last name. And then on top of it, in a different color, was the year you were married, established board. And she was, I'm going to feature that on my, my blog. And we're like, oh, that is so nice of you. She didn't care because now I see what she's doing. She's looking for the street cred. But at the time, we were like, we're, we get to get featured. So it was a win-win. So she featured this board, and we got like 30 sales from it. And we were elated. We're like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. Like, we had all this Google traffic coming in. And we know all these orders from all over the country and that money was huge to us. It was probably like $200. And again, you're making nothing for your time, but it was huge money. And so we sent her an established board and I told her this story about two or three years ago. And since then we've actually become, we we're good friends and we text each other now, even still, you know, 10 years later. And I said, Kim, you're, you're featuring us on a blog was really what changed our whole company from making signs to showing how to make signs and showing how to you know, our tagline is spruce up your space on a budget. Cause we're budget friendly. We're blue collar. Christy's husband actually worked with Nate at Wells Fargo and he's the same way. He's like, I can't do this office thing. I don't like having a boss and I need to do something with my hands. So he switched to becoming a lineman 
not the sports player. <laughs> my blue collar ways. <laughs> He's a, a utility repair. And so, um, Kim, I told her the story and she's like, isn't that funny how you guys have changed in our like, home decor, you know, we teach people how to do things. And it all started from her, basically, I think shifted our whole company from selling signs and depending on the $8 sticker, you know, not worth it hourly, but to becoming a brand where we've traveled all over the country. We've worked with our favorite brands. We work with sponsored content several times a, a month. And it's a way that we've been able to match our husband's income and now easily pay for the things like lacrosse, which sucks you dry. You know, lacrosse is a huge part of both of our lives now because I, again, brought Christy to the dark <laughs> stuff. Your kitchen picks lacrosse, and she's like, sweet, I love driving four hours to a tournament every weekend. <laughs> I love that I just have a more hey, you- on a stupid sport. Awesome. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you can afford it. You're welcome. (laughs) And so that is a long-winded version of how we started Lolly Jane. We just had to kind of work with what we had. And when we were little kids, we have this on our bio. Our mom would sit us at the table for hours with crayons because she's like, I need to keep you girls busy. And it was the only time we would stop in the day. She's like, you guys are so busy making messes. There's peanut butter all over the cabinets, you know, these funny stories she has. And so she's like, you guys have been able to create something with your hands. And that's what you did when you were little. You'd color. But now you have, you know, more adult tools like a miter saw and a sand <laughs> so It's been a fun journey. And we never would have thought. I mean, I'm talking 2007 is when my my third child was born and he's almost, I mean, he just turned 14. That's how long Mm -hmm. it's been. So we've seen so many changes in blogging since then, but it's been a wild ride and we never, ever thought that this is something that we could do. All while having kids around our ankles, you know, and just momming it around our kids' schedules, which we feel really blessed. We've been able to stay at home, you know, with our kids. And this is like three iPads, guys. So... Okay, that is an awesome story. And I don't know that I've ever heard all the details out like that. Uh, I'm really glad you shared that. Thank you. Um, In fact, Kelly alluded to the fact that uh, me, Bonnie, and the twins are cousins, actually. Um, And I tell everybody who will listen that it was their family that inspired me to have a big family because their family was so fun. Nine kids, always a wild ride. Um, although always. we probably should have had you guys on for our teenage episode because all the stories that I hear now of you guys as teenagers, <laughs> I, I don't think they were like really common knowledge when we were growing up. Oh gosh. I think your dad kept them under wraps, but they were wild. They were kind of, oh, really yeah. was wild. I don't know. A few OS, mm-hmm. a few plastic surgery repairs from faces that, uh-huh. It's cool. cool. And then she married a police officer after getting expelled from high school. I know. That's fine. After, did you know after six school suspensions, they suspend you? Or they actually expel you? I learned that. Did like, you know oh, Kelly? Yeah, did okay. you know that Kelly actually walked with us on graduation but didn't attend our senior year with us? <laughs> okay. I graduated early. Oh, thank that. you very much. That was gonna be my next question. Let's let's hear one thing that most people don't know about you, but I think that's a good one. Getting I was just gonna say that. <laughs> one of us that was suspended from high school. I mean expelled from high school. There you go. <laughs> nice. I had to go to ACE. It was the alternative center for education. I was one of the only girls there. <gasps> wow. It was really uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, I finally, right before I turned 18, we have a December birthday. And so, you know, I had the whole semester left. And the start of my senior year, my mom said, Are you done with this fighting nonsense yet? And I'm very loyal. I have never gotten in a fight for me. I've never gone up to another girl and said, What's your problem? It's always, Hey, Kelly, this girl called me a name. Can you go beat her up for me? <laughs> 
or I would see an injustice. Like I would see me and Christy always fight for the little guys. And I would see these like quote popular girls picking on these little nerdy girls. And so I'd go up to them and be like, why do you think you're better than that person? And those are the girls I would beat up was actually like kind of popular <laughs> chicks. Cause I, I couldn't stand it. It was so wrong. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to let this happen. And so finally my mom said, are you done with this? And so actually Christy, I graduated December, like halfway through my senior year, moved out, moved in with my sister. She had her own apartment, our older sister, again, one of nine, and got a job, paid for my own car, and I was living, I was already enrolled in college the, the second semester of senior That's year. That's true. So thank so you So she was actually much. ahead. Oh, yeah. Bravo. Yes. I got a new loser 18-year-old living with mom in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I had my own life in my own car. That's oh, funny. Oh, you guys. So I want to know now you're working with Power Tools and inspiring other women to do the same on a budget, which is so totally awesome. I, I just recently came to this. Um, like I was always in the camp of, oh, yeah, let my husband do it. And just recently, I just kind of decided I was going to jump in with both feet myself. And like, what's really cool is that my husband has all the tools and he can show me how to use them. Like, I don't have to learn it myself because he's a master at it. But I like, I'm so eagerly eating up every single DIY blog and Instagram account I can find and looking at all these before and afters and like Joanna Gaines is my hero. And yeah, so I want to know, tell me what is the favorite part of your business? Kelly. Oh, me. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this is Christy. So I think my favorite part is just empowering women. It's for me, I love to see the photos that we've been tagged on or the stories that were mentioned on or our pins that I see. And I'm like, holy crap, something that I made or I built. Another person is reading every word. They're going to buy the supplies that I tell them to buy and they're using tools that are in their garage that they didn't know how to use a couple weeks ago. Again, it's like their husband's tool and they're making something that came from my head and is now in their home. And to me, it is so rewarding. And for my husband, just a couple weeks ago, Kelly and I, um, he remodeled this bathroom for us, um, gutted it. And he was like, I just wait for me to come home because I really want to make sure that all of your cuts are, um, properly <laughs> measured and I'm like bro I got this and so I'm like Kelly I don't know how to do this can you come over and help me and so she she's like well I said I think his chop saw is in our house we have a house up north that we're in the process of building and I said I'm pretty sure it's up there she's like no let me bring my chop saw over so she did and we like busted out and it was amazing because when he came home he was like whoa, this looks pretty perfect. That was his words, pretty perfect. And that was to me, like, <laughs> to get my woodworking husband, who's a son of a carpenter, to get his stamp of approval was so rewarding. But then that same week, we had three people that tagged us. You guys, that motivated me. I ran straight to Home Depot. I got those pieces and they had my same wall color. And I just was like, it's the biggest form of like, it's just such a compliment. And like imitation is the biggest form of flattery, especially when it's something that comes out of your head. So I, that's what I, I live for it. Like when people print off our free printables on our site, or we have recipes on our site, we have a lot of stuff others besides DIY. But I think Kelly's the same way. Like when people are doing something and copying something that you made, it's just like, oh, yes, let's do it. And then it gives, yeah. it gives your husband more time when he's not doing these projects to spend time with the kids or to work on yard work or whatever your goals for your own families are. 
That is so awesome. I love that. You know, I saw your DIY board and batten accent wall post that you did, and I'm totally looking around at every single wall in my house going, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it all mm-hmm. needs it. I mean, I think every wall should have some some sort of wood on it. Don't you think, Kelly? <laughs> the more the merrier. So Give us all the wall treatment. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I have a giant stairwell that's really empty and white, and I think it needs some trim. So one of these days, I'm, I'm going to call you guys. Yes. <laughs> and yes. I just hired you. Or better yet. Better yet, teach your sons during there quarantine. My my fourteen year old, he just turned fourteen in January. He, he's like, Mom, um, you're gonna start a shiplap wall and this is in the middle of all the riots when BLM happened and you know it's really heavy between my husband's job and, and when I get stressed and need therapy, I start building and so I said, Yes, I'm gonna do um I'm going to push some shiplap up. And he's like, can I help you? And I'm like, actually, yes, that would be great. Cause Nate was working these really long hours, but they had a huge riot at his the Scottsdale fashion mall where he works. And he was my number one. He went out there and he's like, okay, show me the right way to use this saw. Cause I don't want to cut my hand <laughs> off. And so he was my one that was cutting. And then I showed him how to use my brad nailer. And he basically built this whole wall for me and he'd go out there and do my measurements, and my cuts. And so it was nice. Cause we had this little team going. So get your boys involved, Bonnie. You've got those big older boys and they will, their wives will love you for mm-hmm. it. Teach them how to Ooh, use them. That's again. an excellent idea. And, yeah. And make it a family project yeah. where we're all working together. Yeah, really. Uh-huh. And show them like, don't, you know, do it halfway. Like, here's how you properly, like you caulk it, right. you fill it in, you show them like how to actually tie everything. And that's probably my biggest weakness. Right. Yeah. Teach mm-hmm. them how to pronounce the word "culk" the right way. You always <laughs> accent, <laughs> emphasize that L, guy. Well, emphasize it. <laughs> it's actually, it's actually "cock" is I'll how you say, say it. But it's so we, gross. it's the it's word. The, the L is it's silent. silent. We, it's a funny, it's a funny uh, game we have with our readers because every time we say it, like, it's actually just "cock," like C-A-W-K, "cock." <laughs> like, no, we don't. Get your head out of the gutter. <laughs> I know. So we say culk, but yeah. <laughs> okay. So that leads me to another question that I have been dying to know. And I, you would think I would know knowing you guys, but did, have you guys pretty much developed all your own DIY skills or did you go in knowing some stuff? Cause we both have really handy dads. Our dads are brothers. Um, so do you feel like you, you learned stuff growing up from your dad or, or did you kind of develop all this as the blog went on? Yeah, that's actually a great question. Um, I would say my dad, our dad is definitely our number one. Christy has Corey, who's really handy. I will say Christy hasn't gotten as handy, and I didn't realize that I have kind of handicapped her for the past few years until last month. She's like, hey, I want to do this board and batten wall. Where do I start? And I'm looking at her like, Girl, we have been doing this blog together for like almost 15 years and you don't know how to use a chop saw. I am the editor. And then I realized. I do all the behind the scenes Yeah, stuff. I'm the brawn. Yeah, I'm the brawn and she's the brains. And I'm like, huh, I really, she really hasn't used a chop saw. I don't even know if she knows a chop saw is truly called a miter saw. Did you I mean, know? I learned that because I had to do the write-up for it and find an affiliate link. Okay. And I looked at chop saw and I'm like, karate stuff. <laughs> Yeah. And so, but I just remember my dad, he's like, okay, this is how you hold it. Cause again, you don't want to cut your hands off. And then he's the one that showed me if you're lining a piece of wood up, you would mark it and you would cut to the left of it or to the right, you know, so you have to take into account or in one wood, it's like a three inch wood. It's actually three and a quarter. He's the one that did teach me those little things. And then Nate was really handy. Um, he actually did sighting growing up. And so he's like, Hey, I can kind of tell you how to do this, but I got to get to work. And so he was good about guiding me. Corey is good about helping Christy. And then, um, yeah, I remember my dad was so cute. I bought my first paint sprayer and I saved up for it about six years ago because I was just painting everything by hand, huge pieces of furniture, just painting it by hand in between nap time. And I got this 
paint sprayer. And he goes, okay, I've never used a paint sprayer, but I've used a car sprayer. Cause again, both of our dads are kind of car nerds. And so, um, and our dad was a mechanic. And so he showed me, this is how I do it with my cars. And I was like, yeah, this is awesome. And so he's the one that kind of showed me like, here's how you adjust your air pressure. And so I would say our dads helped us, but most of all, we just kind of figured it out when we started making signs. I'm like, Nate did own a miter saw and I went in the garage and I was like, well, this looks about right. And then it took me trial and error. Like, how come it's you know, four foot sign, but it's a little bit short. And then I'm like, oh, it depends. Like the blade actually eats up part of the wood. And so then I had to kind of figure, okay, cut to the left or cut to the right. So I would say most of it was self-taught, but I definitely would turn to my dad for guidance because he's the best. I will say our, our very first miter saw that we got was actually a prize. And Bonnie, I know you've attended this blog conference. It's called Snap. And it was one of the very first Snap conferences. And this really talented female woodworker who was really the one who started the trend of women, like empowering women to learn power tools is named Anna White. She lives in Alaska with her husband and she was hosting a giveaway with fun fact, Ryobi is not pronounced Ryobi. Um, and so <laughs> Kelly won the prize for this, which was a miter saw. And that was such a big deal because we had to pay childcare to even go and be able to attend this conference and have our husband's work schedules. I mean, both of them were like, Hey, I'm in the middle of my apprenticeship, my husband for alignment. And he's like, I can't take off work. And Nate was working, I think SWAT at the time. And so I'm like, Hey, we had to like find childcare and you know, beg, steal, borrow, like, we'll pay you back. You will watch your kids next week when we're home. But to be able to be able to attend that conference and when that miter saw was such a big changing point for our site, because that's when it went from recipes and free printables, which was basically computer work and vinyl on the side. That's when we started incorporating woodwork, which has been really cool. And it it is like 95% Kelly. (laughs) Okay, maybe 100 That's awesome. Well, you have a husband that yeah, my is, husband. Does he's it. not controlling, but he does it because he enjoys it, and he likes. Oh, I'll do that, sure. And he likes the challenge yeah. of it. And where Nate does not enjoy it, and he's like, "I will help you because I love you, but I don't like doing this stuff." <laughs> and I know he doesn't, and so I try to not bother him unless I'm like, "Okay, I can't figure out the math on this. I'm so like, please help me." And then he'll, if you need me, I'm here. But he doesn't enjoy it, and so I know, like you said, Christy, time is precious when you're home. You know, and we're so lucky. We work from home, but when people say, "Hey, what do you guys do?" I always say, "I'm a stay-at-home mom." I never tell people I have a blog. I don't tell them I have, you know an Instagram following. We just say, I'm a stay at home mom. And then over time, you know, as they get to know us, they'll, they'll discover that. We recently changed our titles to content creators and we have our own marketing firm. (laughs) It sounds way cooler than we're bloggers. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I mean, we are. It's so true. We're all lies, you guys. It's all about the image. (laughs) Smoke and mirrors. (laughs) I will say that I have met a lot of quote unquote, content creators who like to let success go to their head. And Christy oh, and Kelly yes. are not oh, those brother. people. <laughs> no, They're so. always, always humble and tell you exactly how it is. So I love I it. I mean, we just, we don't have time to clean as much as we like. And so it's like behind us, we're like, this is our life, man. If there's a dirty diaper, it is what it is. <laughs> Sorry, let's talk about that. Yeah, those are the girls. It's true. Those are the girls I'd like to be. Up <laughs> Not gonna lie. When we get off the call. <laughs> so you guys, let's talk a little bit more about that. So you have this hugely successful um, content creation. <laughs> and then you're both moms. Now, let's see. I know Kelly has four kids. Did I hear? And Christy, how many do you have? So I have three. Our oldest, um, Kelly, was actually done having all of her children by the time we were able to finally adopt. 
And so our oldest is adopted. Um, and then when we, we had just reapplied for adoption and found out that we were expecting, I thought I had the flu. And I actually, Kelly found out before <laughs> my husband, we were moving to Yuma for my husband's. He had a job rotation there for six months. And so Case was just tiny little thing. He was just barely over a year. And I was like, oh, I'm just feeling so nauseous. I think I have the flu, but it's like the middle of the summer here in Phoenix. I'm like, this is so weird. And I'm like, no way. I'm not pregnant. No way. So I drug Kelly to the store with me. We bought like four different brands of pregnancy <laughs> tests and I like threw them all at her. Like when I took them, I like, and her husband was in there and all of their kids were so excited. You know, I'm all crying. They're like, something's happening. I don't know what. And then she's like, go tell Corey. So I went downstairs and he's like, ah, shh. <laughs> what? <laughs> no way. Cause we had just paid $300 for, to, to reapply for adoption. And so, um, yeah, our little spicy one came out after our, our, our perfect blessed older child who's a lot personality, <laughs> similar personality to Kelly's little tag, but we were so blessed. We have a fairy tale adoption with both sides of the birth families who are just, we are just one giant happy family. And the birth parents have both gotten married to wonderful partners who have become really good friends with each other, even though they're all out of state from each other. So we just, yeah, I have three and then we have our little girl at the very end. So it's fun. I still have a toddler at home. Well, she just turned five. So um, next year, like this next coming school year is my last year, which I know you two hosts aren't there yet, but I'm going to have all three kids in school and I'm freaking out a little bit. I'm like, how did that happen? Yeah, I know. And my oldest is graduating high school. So I'm going to have a freshman in college when she's finally her kids yeah, who's a kindergartner isn't that wild <laughs> but I feel like this is really when our company can finally because I told Kelly she's like don't Christy she's I remember one time when her little Breck who's now just turned 16 when he was my little Annie's age who's just turned five he opened the door and he said are you here for Lolly Jane and with his little lisp and I said yeah and he slammed <laughs> the door in my face Aww. and it was such a sad moment because I thought yeah he knows that his mama has to work and I'm sure you guys have had that too, even with non-paid jobs, just I'm getting dinner ready. I can't read a story to you right now. Things like that where it's time sensitive. And I remember he was so mad at me and Kelly just said, you know what? Don't, don't put Lolly Jane over these little childbearing years if you can. So we've really tried to be balanced. And I, instead of staying up till two in the morning, which I have just recently stopped doing, I just thought, okay, just get up earlier. And then when she's at preschool, I really try to prioritize my time. So I think this is a year for us. We're finally going to be, since our kids are all in school for the first time since our company was created, I think we're going to have actual real life hours. It's going to be very exciting. <laughs> yeah, we've called it, yeah, we've called it a jobby because we, we really have treated it like a part-time company all yeah. these years because I've said that to her. I said, I had to sacrifice. We don't need the money like we did. Our husbands are established in their careers now. I said, so this is just fun money. I mean, it's still work, oh, yeah. it, you know, of course, but it's not, we're not dependent on it like we were. And so I said, do not put your kids off yeah. for this. So I feel like we've done a pretty yeah, good job. Yeah, tried to be present on both sides. It's been, it's been challenging, but again, very rewarding. Yeah. Challenging. So. That is a really beautiful sentiment. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Like, so it sounds like you both put your priorities right and then everything else just kind of came into balance. Yes. And I will yes. say our one of the questions that you guys had sent us, I think, if I'm not mistaken, was, oh, your biggest DIY fail. 
it was something like oh balancing blogging motherhood i was gonna say one of our strengths is you guys we are master procrastinators like we will have well it is for us because we work really well under pressure like kelly and i were synchronized that's when like our esp like we're one person because we're like oh my gosh we have a deadline due in four hours we're losing light we have to build this wall let's freaking do it right now so we're like kids here's your ipads Corey, get home nate get home and then we just get it done and it ends up being so much better than if we had like planned it out for the two weeks prior <laughs> i really aren't i i have to say we're really good at that we're excited to not have to be doing that anymore see I those mean, projects they, those projects that turn out well like that they really train you to keep procrastinating don't they it says the fact that i am so what was that quote we shared it was like the fact that i keep procrastinating i'm so good at it is the reason why i keep procrastinating exactly <laughs> i need to fail right yeah mm-hmm. Okay, so I want to go back for a second to what you were talking about, how much you love, you know, seeing other women and, and people building homes, build, you know, putting homes together, take your tips and advice, etc. So what would be your biggest tip for our audience if there's someone out there who's looking to beautify their home on a budget and they just don't even know where to start? I mean, clearly they're going to start with your blog, but like, do you have any yeah. tips for getting, start, getting started making your home look nicer and prettier when there's not a lot of money? Yeah. Yeah, I would say um, there today in 2021, there are so many advantages that we did not have getting started. First, you, you don't really need a style anymore. Like back in the day, I remember when I painted our first walls, they were maroon and gold, which was well thought. <laughs> but those were like or ASU and they were really trending and then you kind of switched to the like red became a thing and then yellow and you know now grays everywhere and people are kind of getting sick of gray and they're going back to cream but all you have to do now is click on Pinterest which is a free app or a free website and so what I tell people is I go pin what you envision and then take time to make it come to life there's no need to rush and what I do if I'm looking for a room that stumped me I will sit there and I'll sift through pins or google images I just search images and I will find a a room that's laid out the same way like oh that happens to have the same window and that's what I do and then go thrifting instead of and I don't know name brands like I think Crate and Barrel is the most high brand I even know and I couldn't even tell you where one was I'm all about cheap because that's my I was I had trained myself to shop on a Walmart budget or a yard sale budget back when yard sales were really big before Facebook marketplace was a thing so when I look for things I don't look for brands because I don't care about brands I will look for a coffee table that fits my space and I'll look for the scale of it or the size or the color but I don't care what the brand is and so if you're looking to do your home on a high brand I have no idea what to do. <laughs> my, my tip is go thrifting. The I mean, I'm not a super like eco-friendly, you know, climate control person, but I will say it's really great to go save something that's at the thrift store versus going and spending more money. And I care more about the money than, than the saving of things, <laughs> to be honest. But, you know, it's like there's so many great things that are at thrift stores and then they just end up in the landfill, which is kind of a bummer. I'm like, you can save it. So some of our favorite pieces of furniture have actually come on the side of the road. Christy has these beautiful oh doors. Gosh. And this is something that I love that people are like, I'm getting rid of something. Do you want it? And so Mikey, our little brother, called her. and He's like, hey, I have these like weird doors that we found on the side of the road and we can't really use them. Do you want them? And she goes to pick some up and she's like, are you kidding? These are gorgeous. There are these like original old pane windows and they're arched and they're, they've made the, made the most beautiful pantry doors in her home. And it's so custom. And, you know, it took some time. Corey had to go 
chisel the wall out and she has to pay a little bit of money to get a casing around it because you have to go to a professional door store. But, you know, instead of paying $800 per panel, which I'm sure you could go find somewhere, she got these for free and probably end up spending 500 bucks out of pocket over time. She's like, I still need to finish the molding around it. That's going to be more money. So I'll wait a couple more months. Yeah, so I have un- untrimmed doors in my pantry. I'm staring at them right now and I'm like, man, those doors are so pretty. I don't even notice that they're not trimmed. <laughs> yeah. if, you had to get, had, if you had done them completely custom, they would have been like five grand, you know? Oh. Yes. So, oh, at least. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. fun. Yeah. So my biggest tip, I was yeah. going to say, we thrifting is I, we tell people first, shop your house first, because when you start digging around your house, you don't realize how much stuff you really have. Like in my kitchen, for example, I have some open shelving that um, just has like all my cake stands and stuff on it. And I'm like, oh, I didn't realize I had a scale on there. Like I totally forgot. So when I was staging my pantry for this pantry reveal with the doors recently, I'm like, that scale is actually really cute in there. And that's going to be practical. Practical. It's going to hold this bowl of this. And so we always say shop your house first because you never know what you're going to find like in the attic or the basement or even like swapping with our sisters that's been really fun for us or even neighborhood swaps hey i'm in search of a lamp does anyone have anything you'd be surprised i'm actually getting rid of this you can have it so swapping is really fun um shopping your house first thrift store second and we always say shop retail last and so um those are our biggest tips so shop your house swap with friends thrifting and then last retail because you really don't have to spend money. Yeah. And I think I actually learned that tip, um, what you said, shopping retail last. We have a sister-in-law, Sonia, and she has that really high-end style. But her house is like beautifully put together because she's one of those that she will wait a really long time to make a purchase. And she does shop like Crate and Barrel is one of her favorite stores, which like came to mind. Yeah, she's very intentional, but she will go spend that $5,000 on a table because she knows this is going to be a long-lasting table. It's okay to invest in something quality. But I remember one time she told me, like, I said, somebody's house was so beautiful. It's so put together. And she goes, oh, my gosh, all they did was go buy everything at the same place all at once, and it was like world market. So they go, yes, they have this beautiful world market-themed room, but they go – or it was Pier 1, that's what it was. And she goes, but everything, it's going to all be dated in the next five years, and they're going to have to go start all over. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. She goes, if you are picking up thrifted pieces along the way or classic pieces along the way, she's like, you're going to have something that's going to last longer, and it's going to be you know, custom to you. And I was like, that's so true. So we love mixing old yeah. with new. So, of course, it's fun to go to Target for the cutest throws and pillows. But I personally don't get furniture from places like that. I don't get furniture unless it's real wood. And most of the time you can find that at thrift stores or Facebook. Yeah, Facebook Marketplace is really like a hidden gem. And OfferUp, um, Craigslist, we don't have a lot of experience with. Mostly because I'm scared I'll get stabbed. (laughs) 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 Yeah, now. now. I don't trust it. (laughs) A little shady. A little sus. Okay, I have a question. So you guys have a really beautiful classic um, kind of timeless style. And I love what you were just talking about how things get dated and how to kind of use a budget to keep that cla- that style classic. But can you tell us some of your favorite resources for discovering your own sense of style? Like say somebody like, okay, fine, me. Like I want to get my house <laughs> um, fixed up a lot better because we spent a lot of years um, re- restoring our house. We have a, an old, old we have a house that was built in 1916. And so we spent oh, a lot no of time way. restoring it back to what it was like originally. I'm coming over, by the way. You just invited me. That's what I heard. <laughs> I just I just heard you invite me over. Yeah. Yes, seriously. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, to that. 
<laughs> totally. That would be awesome. Because um, it's, yeah, we wanted to restore it back to what it would have looked like in 1916. So we've done it really slow. But now we're kind of getting to the end of that. And I want to do, you know, the decorating, the style part of it. And I just don't even know where I am or, you know, so how does somebody find their sense of style or their home's sense of style? I was, well, I'll start real quick. Um, so I have a home in Northern Arizona that um, when my husband was doing a, well, we got transferred up there in this little tiny town called Joseph City. Do you know where that is? Have not really. Nope. <laughs> yep, not really. <laughs> it's right off the I-40. There's one exit in and one exit out, 1,200 people. And it's my husband, his, his hometown. And so we bought this really cool house from 1904, so I can kind of relate. And it was called the Swan House because the Swans own this pig farm. And um, when we bought the house, we tried for over a year to restore it, but they had not taken care of it properly. So the house was literally sinking in. And so eventually mm. we just salvaged, I mean, Every little thing we could, all the original floor and hardware and I mean, anything, all the built-ins we still have like in a pile. And then we built on top of it our house now, seven years later, that's almost finished because we've just been paying cash for it as we go. Um, but what I was saying about that is the house that we tore down or your house has a style to it. And ours was craftsman. So I'm not sure if yours is like a tutor or if ours is more. craftsman. Okay, good. So yeah. you can relate. So what I did is I started searching on Pinterest, which is a, such a powerful tool today to have. I just started researching craftsman style, classic craftsman style. It's kitchen or porch or doors or windows. And I'm trying to make my house as true the house that we've recreated that's the similar style but bigger now um, we've tried to make it match and so when I'm going through and looking at like the architectural details with the trim that is my biggest tip is to find um, a generic search for your style and then once you found that you can narrow it down to a designer that you like and you don't even have to be educated with designers um, I go on Instagram and if you look at the Explorer page, you can start to, if you type in home decor, you can start to really narrow down. Oh, I like her picture. I like her picture. I like her picture. And then you can use their, um, yeah, their collections on there, start pinning it on Instagram. And then you can start to see your own style really reflect. You look at your pins on Pinterest or your saved items on Instagram, you're going to start noticing, oh, I think I like wood tables a lot. Oh, I notice I'm pinning a lot of gray walls or I'm pinning a lot of, you know, arch doors or I'm pinning a lot of like chandeliers. And then pretty start, you start to see your own style without realizing, oh, that's my style because you're drawn to the same thing. Mm. Um, I recently found this designer and her name is Shay McGee and she has a new line at Target. She has a show on Netflix. I love her style. It's very classic. It's very simple, very streamlined. And I, I like a lot more color than she uses, but for the like the base of my style. I'm like everything that she does, I realize I love. And so I've really, when I were building this, finishing this house there and even the house that we live in down here in Gilbert, I'm like, oh, I've noticed that I'm starting to style my stuff how she does. Or I'm, I, my entire house up north we just painted is all of her house colors <laughs> because she made it easy for me. So my advice is to really just start searching. You'll find your own style before you even realize what your style is. It's pretty cool. Um, and then find someone that inspires you like Joanna Gaines. I mean, she's iconic. And so go and look at her house colors because they're really good about Joanna specifically. She'll document everything on her Instagram or her blog. She still has a site and they'll tell you what their paint colors are and things like that. So you can start making her style, your style, but then putting your own twist on it with stuff that's important to your family or pieces that you have, you can incorporate. 
in a long-winded way. Yeah, yeah, those are really good tips. I'd never really thought of that, that to curate my explore page and all my collections so that I could see in one place, this is the stuff I like. I love that. I love that idea. Yeah. You know, one thing that I noticed re- recently just as my on my own um, kind of path to finding my, my style is that I always assumed that I wanted a really bright, colorful house because that's how I dress. It's like my personality. I just love color and I love bright and bold. And then my last two houses were very bright and bold. And then we moved into this house that was all painted white and I just sat on it for two years. And then I was like, oh, I think I don't like bright colors in my house. Isn't that weird? Because (laughs) you can't refresh them as often as you can, like your outfit. You know, I don't get tired of a hot pink dress because I only wear it once a month or something. But um, in my house, it's totally different. And that was like a big uh aha moment for me. I'm like, oh, I'm 40 years old. I think maybe I know a little bit more about what I like to see in my house. But it takes some time and it takes a little bit of investigating to figure out what you really love. Yeah, it's true. That's funny that, that you said that. I know what you're going to say, Kelly, that you're willing to change because yes. my house used to be the exact <laughs> same gonna way. say that. Literally. Yep. And I'm looking around me now and I'm like, I have white yeah. walls. Oh, and she never <laughs> yes, Exactly. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. That's- but I almost wonder if it that almost hurt us in a way, Christy, because our signature was because we were so bold and colorful. And then we've kind of turned into the more muted. But I remember my sister-in-law, she's so cute and she's quite a bit younger than me. Um, she was 14 when we got married and I think I was about 20. And so, you know, as she's gotten married now and has kids, I remember trying to convince her like, Denise, you should just paint this wall aqua. It's your favorite color and you have all these cute accents. And she's like, no, I can't do it because then I can't decorate with more fun colors. It limits me. And I'm looking at her like, I know more than you. I have a blog <laughs> and I'm older than you and I own my third house. But then I'm looking at her and I'm like, she's totally right. And I look at her and I go, actually, you're totally right. And she was like, the, you know, she just verbalized that. And I'm like, you're right she's limiting herself by painting it if she would have done it what I said you know two or three walls like this fun aqua and then said she kept it neutral and it allowed her to play into more accents and then anyways I've kind of adopted that from her from one little conversation so <laughs> okay so I have one last question from me um and that is as you develop these skills in decor and creating this fun home on a budget and DIY you mentioned how you were really cautious about mm, your blog and business not having a detrimental effect on your family, but how do you think developing these skills has helped your family, your kids and your husband? Okay. So as I mentioned, um, we have a house up North that my husband lost his job, which was one of the hardest things. And we've gone through a lot of hard crap in our lives, but I'm getting teary eyed because I'm thinking like how now seven years later, um, we have this beautiful house that we're able to escape the heat in and it's, Part, it's part of his childhood. Um, you know, his family's still there. But um, our skills in decor and DIY have really benefited because we have taught our kids and implemented within our own marriages that we save money and that patience is a virtue. And if you want something good and you can't afford it, then if you work really hard, you will be able to afford it. And and not to have that, you can't just, it can't be instant. Like decorating your home, of course, it's easy to go to Hobby Lobby and blow a couple hundred bucks. And actually in this case, like a whole room makeover would be like, you know, several hundred, but to blow it and create this space. But do you really love it? Or is it more gratifying to wait for these arch doors that happen to fit your space perfectly or the chandelier that you've been like, there's, there's such a satisfaction knowing that you've really saved up to pay for something that you love versus just splurging and not having the money and then you regret it and you can't even enjoy it. So something that this has taught us is to really do it yourself instead of hiring out, wait and really savor and enjoy that satisfaction of knowing that you're taking pride in what you've worked towards. 
That's oh, my example. I, I love that. And you know, I think in, in this day of instant gratification and of in, Instagram and Pinterest perfect homes, everybody thinks that, well, to redo my kitchen, I have to just have $40,000 and, you know, gut the whole thing and do all this brand new. I have loved watching Kelly do her kitchen and she just does one little step at a time. And like, we don't have the, it's not in the budget to do the counters right now. So we're going to, you know, do your faux marble. And, yes, yes, it's yes. brilliant. Mm-hmm. And I think it's such a wonderful lesson to our kids and just the world at large that life can still be beautiful and worthwhile, even if you're not in a position to spend tons of money on your home yeah. and your, your possessions. I love that. That's true. And sometimes it gets me down. I'm not going to lie. Um, Riley is, she'll be 18 and I'm looking at her. I'm like, oh, Nate, I kind of feel like a loser. Like she never got to live in a freshly renovated house. Like she's always lived in a shabby house because that's been our financial situation. And so she said to me, we had these neighbors moving. Now keep in mind, these are very unrealistic neighbors because I'm living in our childhood neighborhood and our childhood home. And so our neighbors are like the farmers and the blue collar, but all around us, Gilbert Hurst turned into this like ritzy little area. And so some neighbors of ours built this giant house and he has the number two biggest residential building <gasps> in the state. Like Whoa. these kind of neighbors. He has a football uh-huh. field in his backyard, legit football field <laughs> up to coat. It's Literally. awesome. It's good to be friends with yeah, them. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Can yes. I get an invite? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So she's at their house and she's probably 12 at the time. And she comes home and she's like, mom, wow, they have such a beautiful house. And I'm like, girl, you're 12 and you're noticing how beautiful someone's house is. I was like, that's pretty <laughs> impressive. And she's like, our house looks nothing like theirs. And I'm like, no, ours doesn't. And she's like, are we ever going to have a new kitchen? Because our, our cabinets were literally, we, we finally ripped them down, but they were literally hanging from the ceiling. And I'm like, probably not before you move out. And that was, I mean, she's turning 18 next month and I'm kind of sad. I'm like, Oh, we're kind of losers that we never were able to afford it in the past six years, but or four years, but you know, that's just reality. I'm not willing to go spend a hundred grand. Something you said recently, recently to me was, I'm so glad that I didn't think that money that we had said, then you've been saving for um, over a decade now, but you said something my kids have are the memories of all the vacations we've been able to take them on and just driving like road trips, you know, and, and short flights. Um, and you, they, your kids have all these memories of really fun trips and adventures instead of a fancy kitchen to sit at, you know, but, and not be able that's to afford true. it. So I think that's I think important too. That's yeah. <laughs> true. We don't want to strap ourselves because we don't have a big enough budget to mm-hmm. do both. Yeah. And so I love that, Bonnie, what you brought up, my counters. We did this. It was basically like a $300 makeover on my kitchen. And when I say my kitchen is falling apart, like literally that we don't even have the kick plate underneath the <laughs> um, the uh, ki- kitchen sink. It's literally concrete. So I bought one of those things, like $20, you know, to put the cleaning supplies on because we have, it's just concrete. It's all rotted out. And so um, we did the $300 makeover. And of course, we edit. So it looks even cuter on oh, Instagram. Yeah. And one of our readers, who's a loyal reader, and I feel like we know her, she's like, I would just call your kitchen good and go spend that money on your kids on a big vacation. And I read that comment. I'm like, she's mm-hmm. right. Right. Like who cares? The kids aren't going to remember what the kitchen was like growing up. They're going to remember the how terrible my food is. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But I can make a good cookie, but I can't cook for crap. And so, you know, but they're going to remember like playing puzzles at the counter and playing rummy together and, you know, doing homework and all that kind of fun stuff. And so they're not going to, and then by the time they move out, they're not going to even. And our parents have been married now for they're celebrating their fifty wedding fiftieth wedding anniversary this year, and they remodeled their kitchen a handful of years ago. 
Yeah. And we all grew up in that house and we had no idea. You know, my mom hated her countertops. And I'm going to be honest, when they remodeled, it made me cry. I'm like, oh, I know. It was so nostalgic. I know. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. Uh-huh. We had our names carved under that kitchen. I mean, it's like everybody that came to visit, everyone carved their name under the countertop, kitchen yeah. island. It was, um, the countertop. We're like, oh, the names are all <laughs> Yeah. Christine loves oh, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, all our boyfriend's names. <laughs> oh, you guys. I, you know what? I'm, I'm supposed to ask you one last question. I'm supposed to say, if you had all the money in the world, what would your house look like? But you know what? <laughs> I'm not going to ask you that question because I'm sitting over here in my house that's been under renovation for 15 years. And I'm sitting here with tears in my eyes because you guys have really brought me to this feeling of what I'm doing, how I'm raising my kids is way more important than spending money on getting this house finished. And what they're going to remember is um, the times we had together, not (laughs) that I didn't have upper kip upper kitchen cabinets, you know? <laughs> exactly. So and, and I've been like ashamed no, I mean, to put pictures of certain parts of my house on Instagram because, you know, it's not whatever. But you guys, I just want to yeah. say thank you because I think that you this this episode is really like a gift to our our audience and to to everybody out there who's trying to do something and wondering if it's worth it, even though they have kids and the balance and all that. But also just to give them a big... <laughs> Yes, that what they're doing, spending time with their kids is so important. So I, I'm not going to ask the question because I just want to end on what you guys just said because it was so beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you. That's so true. I will say that our mom, Bonnie, and if you can get this message to your kids, our mom's biggest thing, she always said, when you have kids, that's all you have. And now that makes me cry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's so true. We don't spend a lot of money on our stuff because it's just stuff and you can't take it with you when you die. And so if your kid ruins your rug, who cares? It's just a stupid rug, you know, and it's not worth losing your cool and yelling at that kid over. And I say this as an older mom. Why am I emotional? (laughs) You know, because my baby's graduating high school. Yeah. Yeah, I'm there. I, yeah, I'm with you. And so, yeah, and so I hope that... I hope that she can go, my mom had fun with us and she didn't stress about stupid things. And I mean, let's be honest. You know, we're not perfect parents. Like, I cuss like a sailor. And so, <laughs> you know, we definitely have our faults. And I've been impatient, but I just hope that people are listening. If you have little kids, like, put down your phone and this. I'm going to finish for you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the spirit of your home is more important than what it looks like. And don't get caught up in pictures because we tell our readers all the time we show behind the scenes. Behind every blogger is an unfed child or an unfed husband or a messy room. Huge yeah. Mess. And it's true. We have clean spots, which are great to stage. And I record in the same spot and I have to lift my shoulder up on one side to hide the mess behind me. <laughs> and I like have my body perfectly positioned. And at the end of it, I'll be like, oh, screw it. Here's what my house looks like. Good night. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. true. That's true. Oh, thank you guys so much for being here today. We have loved, loved, loved our chat. Audrey and I were so excited to sit down with you and it, you guys have not disappointed for a minute. <laughs> Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> we love you. So, guys. Uh, <laughs> we love it. We love it. We love vulnerability and honesty. Okay. So, to wrap up, um, can you tell our listeners where to find you guys if they're not familiar with you? Um, we are at lollyjane.com and all of our social media handles are at lollyjaneblog. 
Awesome. Thank you so much. We're going to send everybody over to take a look at your awesome DIY. And now they're all going to be searching for the mess that you're hiding behind your body. <laughs> oh, you'll see it. You'll, you'll see it. We have us. a hashtag mom yeah. life. <laughs> oh, well, thanks so much, guys. Yeah. Thanks Thank for you, having ladies. us, gals. Thanks so much for tuning in. Did you know you can help the podcast in several ways? First up, we're on Patreon, and there are three different levels to support us there. Just head to patreon.com slash outnumbered. Next up, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a written review on iTunes. It helps other parents find the podcast and receive the help you're enjoying. And finally, you can follow us on Instagram at outnumbered the podcast. We're always having fun over there, too. As usual, if you have any questions or ideas for future episodes, you can reach us at outnumberedthepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for all your support. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah. So we're kind of blunt with you. TMI, do you need to edit this out? No, that's fine. <laughs> we don't oh, encourage them, by the way. We're not endorsing getting expelled from high school. And graduate. No. <laughs> Teen- teenage- teenagers don't I- listen to our podcast, so it's fine. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>